An entitled interpreter claims that I'm a scammer and tries to convince my deaf customer that I'm trying to take all of his money. But this guy isn't aware that I know everything he's saying to my customer. So as a result, I get him in trouble, which then leads to him getting fired. Here's what happened. Years ago, I worked doing call center tech support for a legitimate US-based company. We served mostly elderly clients. The way it worked, they'd pay a subscription and we were on call 24-7 as much as they needed. We could remotely access their PCs to fix them, log in to show them how to do something like low-level computer training, on par with basic computer classes that you might see at a community college, stuff like that. This service wasn't cheap, easily in excess of $100 a month, but justifiable given that most customers would call a couple of times a week for one thing or another and could take a couple of hours per call. Several of our customers were deaf and they would call us via a teletype service. For those who don't know, the deaf caller types or signs with a third-party service who then calls and speaks for them, relaying the message over the phone to the person on the other end. They are supposed to be impartial and convey messages word for word. It's essentially a translator job. You don't inject commentary into the discussion. Just relay the message as precisely as possible. However, some of the smaller services only staff a few dozen operators and have frequent dealings with the same customers. So there's a sense of familiarity that can arise. And sometimes that impartiality is compromised and it's a hard job to fill. You need someone who has typing skills rivaling a court reporter and fluent in ASL and willing to work a lot of hours for minimum wage. So sometimes they just put up with awful employees to maintain staffing. A customer called us using one such teletype service for help removing some malware from his computer. Initially, all went according to plan. In the course of removing the malware, he needed to reboot his PC, which means he would be discounted from the teletype operator who he was communicating with via that PC. So when the computer reboots, I reconnect his PC and he connects to the service again. This time, he gets a different operator. Some guy by the name of James. That's not his real name. And this is someone who he had apparently interacted with before. Mind you, the call was unnecessary. I can see his computer screen and everything he's typing to the teletype operator. I could have chatted with him directly through the PC, but it wasn't my call. So this James guy serving as our go-between suddenly decides that I'm a scammer and he's going to warn my customer. He starts putting words in my mouth, things I did not say. Completely unaware, I can see all of this on the customer's computer. He remarks that he can't understand me through my heavy Indian accent. I'm a white guy, by the way, born in the United States, and I could not fake a convincing Indian accent even if I tried. He then starts to get really sketchy, explaining to my customer that part of his disability is that he can't hear my accent. And if he could, he would hang up immediately and know it was a scam. He keeps making these little asides with the customer, which I can see in the chat, telling him I don't actually work for the company that I claim to work for, and warning him not to give me a credit card. I never asked for one, as this customer is a subscriber. I've had his number for years and charge a predetermined amount monthly per our contract. James then goes on to say, he doesn't work for this company. They're just saying that. Lying about you having a computer virus to take your money. That company would never hire a guy like that. I get how he can think that. We've all seen this scam before. In the right context, it's not bad advice. But he doesn't have all the facts. Like that our customer has been a client for years. That we have a contract and he was getting charged the same amount if he called me or not. This wasn't the case of a customer returning some scammer's voicemail. He was calling a service vendor he had existing dealings with. So I open up Notepad on this guy's desktop and I start typing to him. I say to him, Sir, I can assure you 
you, I did not ask for your credit card number, nor will I ever do that. I can see the chat screen, and half of what I'm saying is not being conveyed at all. And most of what he is typing to you, I did not say. Also, he's not telling me what you're typing. Or, when he does, he's conveying it in a very hostile tone. The customer then types back in the notepad window. Yeah, you're talking to James. I've dealt with him before. He's an absolute jerk. I'm so sorry. He's supposed to quote us word for word, but I've had some suspicions about him for a while. I've complained a few times, but nothing ever comes of it. So I address James. Hey James, you do realize I can see the customer's screen as we talk, right? I do work for this company and I can prove it. And right when I said that, he went absolutely silent. I said to him, can you put your supervisor on the phone, buddy? I'd love to show him these chat logs. And of course, I'm recording the call on my end. I'll send him a copy as well. So because of that, this customer got his teletype service comp for a few months, many apologies from the service, and James got fired. I removed the malware, and the customer reached out to me via email, thanking me a few weeks later. And he had a lot more to say. Apparently, he learned from the others at the teletype company that James had been up to other shenanigans as well. Customers he didn't like, he would do passive-aggressive stuff, like mess up pizza orders and dinner reservations, or would purposefully transpose numbers so credit cards would be declined, or people would be unable to make return phone calls. He had a long history of being an absolute jerk that could be summed up to minor mistakes, but judging by the frequency and the nature, must have been deliberate. His employer apparently didn't keep good records or retain call recordings for very long, so the company had a hard time firing him. This one time, he actually broke the rules trying to help a customer and forgot that the call centers keep really good records, and they are very willing to share them. What really bothered us the most wasn't learning of his other passive-aggressive stunts. You kind of expect awful service from anyone you deal with on the phone. It was the white knight mentality. He was so happy to charge in as the hero with no idea what he was getting into. He was going to save people from themselves by imposing his own superior judgment. He was actually exploiting a disability to do just that. Had I not been able to see the screen, neither the customer or myself would have known what the other was saying. And this ignorant jerk would have been proud of his deception and actually thought he was a good person because of it. It's so condescending. Even if his intentions were good, I'm glad he got fired. I just want to say most teletype services do their jobs extremely well. I've worked with many over the years, and this was an isolated incident in my experience. You usually forget that the person you're speaking with isn't the actual caller. They are just that good. This was just one guy on a power trip, taking advantage of his position for the sake of his own ego. Being the gatekeeper to other people's communication with the world is actually a lot more power than many people can or should be trusted with. That guy was an absolute jerk. Not only was he doing his job incorrectly, but he was also making up this scheme of like, oh no, this other guy is some kind of scammer. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that to somebody else? And to a customer who clearly needs your help. Like, that guy absolutely should have been fired. And this is only after finding out that he's been doing this for a while. Gatekeeping communication for people who are deaf or hard of hearing. Like, come on, what a loser. So thankfully, the original poster was able to see what was going on, and they were able to interject and intervene. Because that other guy was a complete jerk. And he had absolutely no business acting the way that he did. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for forcing my stepdaughter to cut her hair? All because I'm tired of having to do it for her in the morning. Here's what happened. So I met my husband eight years ago, and we have been married for six. And he has an 11-year-old daughter from a previous relationship. I work from home, so I mainly end up taking care of her. And I have 
since she was young. We generally have a pretty good relationship and she stays at her mother's house most weekends. She has incredibly long blonde wavy hair just past her bottom. It is a nightmare to take care of. It frequently tangles and she always needs help brushing and styling it before school. Now I'm not a morning person and I do not like waking up early just to do the kids hair. It's expensive to maintain as she requires more products and she insists on using hair oils which can cost close to $11 and only last for a few weeks. She also says that she needs to use curly hair shampoo instead of regular shampoo and conditioner which is often over $10 per bottle and she goes through it at a fast rate. She won't use a regular brush on it as she claims that it breaks her hair and it hurts. So she uses a wide tooth comb which takes a long time to brush when she could be doing other more productive things such as homework or helping me with chores. I decided that she had become obsessed with her hair and I do not want her to become vain so I decided it needs to be cut. I don't see it as a big deal as I have always had shoulder length hair as my hair does not grow very fast and I get frequent trims. It is a lot more practical. I took her to the hairdresser as normal. In the car on the way down she said she wants to make sure the hairdresser doesn't take off too much but I politely explained that I would like her to cut off her hair to shoulder length as it has become a burden. At first she thought I was joking but when she realized I wasn't she started to cry. When we got to the salon the hairdresser was reluctant to cut her hair due to her being in tears but I explained the trouble we have maintaining it and assured her that cutting it would be best for her. In the end the stylist agreed and cut her hair. So the stylist braided her hair and then cut it and then she kept it. Her hair was now just past shoulder length and it looked a lot darker. The car journey home was silent and I even offered her McDonald's but she refused. She went straight to her room when we got back. My husband went up to see her when he got home and apparently found her on her bed sobbing holding her old hair. My husband immediately called her mother to come and collect her and as soon as my stepdaughter was out the door he started yelling. Her mother also came in and gave me a mouthful. I explained my reasoning but my husband wouldn't budge. He said that if I had issue he would have done her hair in the mornings and that he didn't mind paying for the products. He was so furious he said he no longer trusts me around his daughter and doesn't know if he can be with a woman who he doesn't trust with her and this just broke my heart. I didn't mean her any harm. I was just so tired and I'm trying to reduce stress in my life. I've always been the one to raise her and her brother and honestly I'm just so exhausted. So am I the jerk for forcing my stepdaughter to cut her hair? What should I do? This stepmother and original poster in this story is an awful human being. Like you are the worst person on planet earth. You really made this girl cut her hair off all because you were tired and you're not a morning person trying to justify it as her just being vain. No, she's a kid. She's a kid who enjoys her hair and you made her cut it off because you didn't like it. Like, what are you doing? Your husband is completely right. If I was him and you did that to my daughter, I wouldn't want to be with you. I mean, I can't imagine anybody wanting to be with you after doing that. You betrayed so many people's trust just then and you have scarred this little girl for the rest of her life. Like, seriously. You have now become that stepmother who literally went out of their way to betray everybody's trust. And even after being confronted about this, you still just don't get it. Like, everybody's upset. Even her biological mother came into the house and was like, what are you doing? And by the way, the little girl whose life you just ruined, she is 11 years old. Literally, this is like the most insecure age on planet Earth. From like 11 years old all the way up till 17. And you just chopped her hair off all of the sudden. You literally took away part of her identity and you made like a massive change in her life. Which, by the way, kids at that age don't want massive changes. That's like the perfect recipe just 
just to suddenly get bullied. Like seriously, the original poster, you are an awful person. What you did was cruel and uncalled for. And any consequences that come about because of this are quite literally not only deserved, but absolutely your own fault. Am I the jerk for having a surprise wedding at mine and my husband's engagement party? Here's what happened. So for some background, my father suddenly passed away in February. It's been a big shock and adjustment for everybody. My now husband proposed on my birthday in March. He had already talked to my mom and dad about it. I'm not a fan of big parties, so my husband and I decided to do a small celebration for our engagement, as well as having a nice meal at a fancy hotel so everyone can just dress up. The more we planned and talked about it, we thought it would be fun to just get married. We have been together for coming up on 10 years, and neither of us wanted to have a big wedding, so we thought a small surprise wedding would really suit us well. Especially with my dad passing away, I didn't want a traditional big white wedding. We invited a total of 10 people from his side of the family and mine. We also invited our best friends who are also in a relationship. It all goes to plan and everyone arrives. They were escorted into our reserved room where they see a sign saying, Welcome to the wedding. Everyone is surprised. The person marrying us gets people in places. My husband and I walk in together and we get married right then and there. Both of our moms sign the marriage certificate and then we go for our sit-down meal. Everyone seemed happy at the time. People were laughing, saying they should have expected it, and we had a photographer there to catch their reaction, as well as the ceremony and opportunities to pose for pictures. We went away locally for a small honeymoon, and when we got back, both my mom and his mom have pulled us aside separately, simply to say that they were disappointed in us, that we had taken away their opportunity to be with us when we chose a venue, as well as any aspect of the wedding planning stuff. They are both especially upset that they never came wedding dress shopping with me, which I ironically didn't even do myself. I just bought an emerald green 1950s bodycon pencil dress online. It was the first and only dress I tried on. So honestly, I need to know, am I the jerk for taking away everyone's chances to be involved with my wedding? I don't think you're the jerk at all. If this is how you and your husband wanted it to be done, then guess what? That's how it's going to be done. Honestly, in my opinion, I've never been a fan of extended family or immediate family feeling entitled and obligated to stick their hands in every aspect of somebody else's wedding. That, in my opinion, seems really obnoxious. And sure, people might enjoy that, but personally, I would find that super irritating. So I really do love the way you did it. You did it on the spot, you did it your way, and it was something that both you and your husband are going to enjoy for the rest of your lives. So no, you're not the jerk in the slightest. Of course, your moms are going to be upset because they weren't involved, and I think they did come from a place where they were genuinely interested in being involved, but at the end of the day, this is all entirely up to you two. And in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with that. My coworker has been getting a free ride from me to and from work for about 14 months. But now I'm asking that she pay her way in order to get a ride from me. And as a result, I'm being called a jerk as well as someone who's being very inconsiderate. And at this point, I seriously don't know what to do. For the last 14 months, I've been driving one of my coworkers to and from work. She only lives a mile up the road from me and is on the way. So I've never asked her for a dime or accepted when she's offered me money. From my perspective, I'm going there either way, and her overall household expenses are higher than my own, so it felt like the thing to do. Over the weekend, my car went to the shop. I told my coworker that I wouldn't be available to give her a ride either Monday or Tuesday. She said it wasn't a problem because her boyfriend is off this week and would give her a ride instead. I asked if I could bum a ride as well, and I even offered to walk to her home so they wouldn't have to drive backwards. She asked her boyfriend about it, and he said he would, but he wanted $20 for two days. I know it's
it's just $20, but that really set me off. I declined the offer and said I would find my own ride to work. At work yesterday, she asked about my car. I told her I would be getting my car Tuesday night after work, but going forward, I would like $30 a week if she wanted to ride with me, and that's one-third of my gas cost. She was upset about this and said her boyfriend had only wanted money from me because by having me in the car, he was being forced to drive straight home when he picked me up. I pointed out that I've been happy to drive straight home to help her out for over a year and that it probably wouldn't have ruined him to show me at least some level of appreciation. Today, she said she no longer will be riding with me. After talking about it with her boyfriend, she said she felt disappointed with me holding her actions against her and that I was being petty. A couple other co-workers told me throughout the day that her boyfriend was just a jerk and she doesn't really have a say at home, but overall agreed with me that it was a jerk move. From my perspective, this dude directly benefits from me thanks to his girlfriend not needing a car of her own or spending a dime in travel, and my co-worker should have defended me. So honestly, was it petty of me to ask for money? What should I do? Personally, I don't think you're the jerk in this situation. Maybe a little bit petty, but honestly, let's think about what just happened here. You were only asking for a ride for two days. You've given this lady a ride for 14 months. That's a long time to be giving someone a ride for free at that. And her boyfriend's suddenly going to be like, I need 20 bucks. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is not even coming close to returning the favor. This is you literally asking for something that you're owed. You just needed a ride to work. And they really want to act like this is some kind of big burden and act like they're going to need your money just to make that happen. So honestly, I don't blame you for asking for money. This co-worker clearly had a good gig that she was obviously taking advantage of. And instead of coming to bat for you when her stupid boyfriend was asking for money, she literally just let that happen. And that speaks volumes about her friendship with you. Am I the jerk for not wanting to help my family's restaurant all because my brother was being paid and I wasn't? Here's what happened. So my parents recently came into a fair bit of money, which was an inheritance from one of my mom's elderly relatives. And they decided to buy out a local ice cream shop that was going out of business. They love that place because it's where they met and has tons of sentimental meaning to them. They also hired my 18-year-old brother to work there because they want him to have job experience before going off to college. They didn't offer to hire me and I didn't ask because I already have a fast food job. Anyways, my house is pretty close to the shop and my friends and I decided to meet up there yesterday for ice cream and to hang out. For reference, we're a group of four high schoolers. It was pretty busy when we got there so we got in line. About a minute in, my brother came out of the back and waved me over. He handed me an apron and asked me to help out his co-workers in the back because they had to clean the machines as soon as possible, but my brother had to open a second register because of how busy it was. I refused on the grounds that I wasn't being paid, and he said that I had to help out because it's the family business and because of how swamped the place was and how panicked his co-worker was. He even offered to let my friends skip the line if I helped out for 10 minutes just to give his co-worker a hand and said that I owed it to him, all because I brought in such a big group. I decided that that would cause a scene in the pack shop and I refused again. He then huffed and waved me off, then went to open the second register. I went back to my friends and the rest of our meetup went pretty well, but my brother kept giving me dirty looks until we got our cones and then we left. Later that night, my parents confronted me and said that what I did was petty. They told me to work a shift the next day to make up for it, but backed off once I reminded them that I have an actual job that I was scheduled to work pretty much all day the next day. I ended up getting off scot-free. However, my whole family maintains that I'm being petty and lazy, and now I'm wondering if they're right. What should
should I do? You are not being lazy. Like, that is honestly such a ridiculous thing to say. First and foremost, I think it's probably smart to find a different place to hang out. Because it sounds like when you walk into that ice cream shop, they're going to be expecting you to come in there to work. And you know what? I don't blame you. If I'm not getting paid, I'm not going to work. There's no way that's going to happen. This is not a charity, and if you can make money, well, so can I. And also, you came in there to get ice cream with your friends. You didn't come in there to suddenly have to pick up a shift and try and pick up the slack on a really busy day. You came there to hang out with friends. So in my opinion, it was incredibly rude for your brother to wave you over and expect you to start working for no pay. Like, that's not okay in my opinion. So good for you for putting your foot down. And maybe next time you want to hang out, I would go somewhere else. Because if that place really is the family business suddenly, then it might be better for you and your friends to try and stay away. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.